Welcome to the Piece of Cake Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Brianne. And we're here to make your wedding planning a piece Piece of of cake. cake. Who are we? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about weddings and all the little details along the way. We've been brides and bridesmaids, day off coordinators, and party planners. We're accountants by day. And wedding enthusiasts by night. We'll use our experience and attention to detail to help you plan your special day. We know this is a really exciting time in your life, but the logistics can be stressful. That's where we come in. Tune in with us every week and your wedding will be a piece of cake. So Emily, I noticed you sound a little tired this morning. Yeah, I mean, we were out at a festival last night and dancing and it was a lot of fun. But it also reminded me the DJ was amazing and had the party going all night long. And that kind of brought up today's topic because it reminded me how important having a good DJ who plays the right music, keeps the party going, that's super important to a party or a wedding. Yes, that's a good point. For weddings, there are kind of two options for music. There's having a live band or having a DJ. For today's episode, we're going to focus in on DJs because that seems to be the most popular right now, and it's what we have experience with. And But side note, if you are considering having live music at your wedding and are interested in us talking about that, please just let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram or send us an email. But today is all about DJs. First of all, if you thought you didn't need a DJ, you do. Yep, totally agree. And to make it clear exactly why you need a DJ, here are all the things that DJs do. So the first and obvious one is they play the music. Duh, but they do a lot of other really important things. Yes, they set up and bring possibly the speakers, the microphones, all the things for both the ceremony and the reception. Yep. They are your MC for the night, so they make announcements, they help lead the cake cutting, the toasts, release people for dinner, and keep that all on track for the night. Mm-hmm. They also keep the party going. I think this is one of the most important things. They're there to feel out the right vibes and play the right music at the right time so that they're keeping everybody on the dance floor and keeping it going and you know not making any awkward pauses or anything like that. Exactly, because they have the right equipment to do that, to like fade the songs. They also have equipment like equalizers so that they can keep the songs at the right noise level especially if there's any like noise ordinances at the venue or anything like that mm-hmm. and they also may have lighting that comes with their packages so now we will go into what to look for when choosing a dj so like we kind of mentioned they have packages that may include different sorts of things so when you're looking at djs consider what's included in their packages This is things like the number of hours they're going to be there, and you wanna make sure they have all the right things needed for the setup of your venue. This is important part to work with your venue on because you need to ask them what the DJ needs to bring versus what they already have. Like some venues might have speakers or microphones already, or some the DJ might need to bring everything. So you need to communicate with both of them on that. And then even further, do they have lighting disco balls, I don't know, other fun things. Yep. 
and you probably want to look for a wedding specific DJ or someone who has experience doing weddings because there are a lot of different types of DJs out there and who do different types of events and they can all make good parties but ones that actually have done weddings before and are familiar with the different little like toasts and events that go on during the wedding just a lot more helpful Mm -hmm. that's a good point Emily because we started this episode talking about that festival we were at that was a pumpkin beer festival and the DJ had a bunch of cool pumpkin orange lights and he played rock music and Halloween music I'm not sure I'd want him at my wedding nope It's also a good idea to maybe look at DJs that either are suggested by your venue or have done events at your venue before because then they're familiar with the space and they know the setup they'll have to have. If they haven't been to your venue before, it would be good to ask them if they'd be willing to go there sometime before the wedding to kind of scope it out and really know what they'll need for the day and or having them at your rehearsal. And if you can't have them at your rehearsal, just a quick side note, it would be a great idea for you to just have the couple songs that you need for your ceremony, either just on your phone or bring a little speaker so that you can practice the songs that you're going to be walking down the aisle to and the timing of that. Another really important thing to do when choosing your DJ is to read reviews and or call references. I think this is extra important on DJs just because you can't really know what you're getting until you've heard from people who've seen them at weddings. Like you're not going to know from pictures necessarily or even from talking to them like what their actual style and what the day is going to be like. Yeah, and if possible, it'd be great if you can choose a DJ who you've seen at another wedding or Mm -hmm. at a different event so that you've actually, like, experienced what they're like in action. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't, to get a feel of that, you could possibly look for videos of their work online. A lot of DJs will have YouTube clips that you can see of them doing their thing. And I don't know if this is an option for you, but if it is, can you go to some sort of live event and actually see them? Right. It's just best any way you can really get a feel for what the day is going to be like with them is really important. Yep. And similar to what we did with photographers, it'd be great if you can chat with them beforehand and make sure that you kind of have the right vibe with them because they're going to be that person that you're talking to throughout the day and running your wedding. And also make sure that the person that you are talking to at the DJ company is going to be the same person coming to your wedding because some companies have associate DJs and they'll send someone else to do your wedding and that person might not be the person that you vibed with or also might be Mm -hmm. someone with just less experience than you were expecting. Yep. So even though it's through the same company with the same package and setup, it totally matters the actual person and their actual personality. So in the process of choosing your DJ, you also need to think about all of the logistics and how you'll actually be picking your songs and communicating those things with your DJ. For my wedding, when we worked with our DJ, they had a website that you use where you go online and search for songs within their website and add them to playlists. I really like how their playlists were set up. So there were three of them, and one was... These are the specific songs that are going to be in our wedding, like the song I walked down the aisle to and our first dance. And then there was another playlist that was, these are songs we like that could be played during the reception just to kind of give you a vibe of songs we like. (laughs) And then there was a third playlist that was a no-no playlist. And these are songs that we were not okay with having at our wedding. 
And Parker actually chose the YMCA for this playlist. <laughs> so he did not want to do the YMCA at our wedding. And just a good quick side note on that. You should sort of think through those typical wedding songs like the YMCA or the Cupid's Shuffle or even like Don't Stop Believing or whatever, things like that that are usually played at events and think about if you like those, if those suit your style or if some of them are just a bit too cheesy for you and communicate that with your DJ. And then similarly, my DJ had us make a Spotify playlist and we put all of the songs that we liked and then we were able to find specific versions of any songs if there was a different version we liked and put those on a playlist and then send him the link to that. So we had the songs that we liked for reception, give us an idea, and then another playlist for the exact songs for, like you said, first dance, cake cutting, walking down the aisle. So speaking of versions, it's really important that if you have songs that you would like a different version or a specific version of that you communicate that with your DJ, whether that's sending them the exact link to the song or an MP3 version, Mm -hmm. or just making sure you give them the artist. Because for example, I walked down the aisle to the bridal march, but there is like (laughs) 7,000 versions of the bridal march out there with different instrumentals or words, so many different versions of it. And so if you just say, oh, I wanna walk down the aisle to the bridal march, that could sound very different. <laughs> yeah. So just make sure that you pick out whichever version of a song that you like and communicate that with your DJ. Mm-hmm. When you're picking your songs, it's good to know if your DJ has a suggested list of songs. Maybe you're getting stuck on the father-daughter dance. The DJ could be a good resource for you because he's probably seen a lot of those and he could have a suggested list that might help you out and even a suggested list for the reception songs just to get an idea of like some fun songs to dance to yeah and on that note it's a good idea to if you have some songs for your reception that you like and for sure want to play or just a good idea to give your dj the style you kind of like but then don't give them a list of every song they have to play Mm -hmm. let the dj do their job figure out how the party's going play the songs that'll make the party last and get people on the dance floor and that's what you hire a good DJ for is to read the crowd pick good songs they'll know your personality based on the songs you suggested Mm -hmm. but then let them do their thing exactly don't micromanage your DJ let them do their job another thing to think about is how your DJ will handle song requests so in general at the wedding if people are coming up and asking for songs You need to communicate with your DJ about how they handle those and they may have a preference and you may have a preference, but they can just literally do no requests, which maybe that's what you choose, but that could be kind of awkward. I think probably the best option is having a DJ that will take requests from guests, but then work them in as they see fit because that's their job. And if it fits the vibe and is right, then they'll play it. Kind of a fun story on that note is that Emily and I both did on our RSVP cards, we had a line for song requests, and it was a fun way to get people to respond to RSVPs, but also a fun way to know that we would have music that suits our crowds. And so that was one thing we had to handle the logistics on was communicating with our DJs what all those song requests from the RSVPs were. Yep. And then another suggestion we have is maybe you don't have them cater to every request, but we think that people in the bridal party who make song requests, like maybe those requests are handled a little differently and that those songs should get played because they're more involved in the wedding party. 
Yeah, they're probably the ones out there running the dance floor. And so yeah. your DJ should cater to them and, and you because you probably agree on some of those songs. Yep. And kind of on that note of communication, you definitely want to be thinking about how you're going to be communicating with your DJ before the wedding and leading up to the wedding. So asking things like, are you going to have phone calls, in-person meetings, just emails? And as you get closer to the day, you'll need to be communicating about your day of timeline with them because they need to know the timing and all the things and they need to know which things they're going to be announcing. Yep. And you have a day of coordinator that <laughs> is their job to coordinate with the DJ and get them that timeline and make sure that they're staying on track. And if the timeline happens to shift a little bit during the day, which happens a lot, either forward or back, then they'll communicate that with the DJ to make sure that all of the times get fixed. But if you don't have a day of coordinator, that's fine too. Just make sure that you're communicating that schedule with your DJ since they're the ones that are going to be announcing all of those things. So our last and I think very important point on choosing your DJ is to be very wary of DIY sort of things. A friend with a playlist is not a DJ. <laughs> a friend with a playlist will not be reading the crowd, playing the right songs at the right times, having the right levels of volumes. They don't do the transitions exactly the same. Like if you have a Spotify playlist, there's pauses in between songs. It just kind of kills the mood on the dance floor and they're not really an MC. like they don't have the experience mm -hmm. they don't keep the mood going it's just it's not the same as having a professional dj <laughs> so that leads us into we're going to give you a few dj horror stories and really the purpose of this is we just want to give you some examples of things to look out for and highlight how important having a good dj really is to your wedding mm-hmm so I was at a wedding and they chose to just have a Spotify playlist and have a sibling run the playlist. And in the middle of the reception, their computer they were using ran out of power and they didn't have a cord or a backup anything planned. Um, so there was kind of an awkward pause for a while until they could figure out some backup music option. <laughs> and then once they got the music back up and running there was still you no know, transitions between songs and so it would get quiet and people would go sit down and they had a kind of interesting mix there wasn't a lot of lively music so people weren't really dancing and once a, a real good dance song came on then there wasn't another one to follow it up mm -hmm. and keep people dancing so they would people would go sit back down and then they did an anniversary dance which is if you're not familiar with it where you have everyone who's married come on the dance floor and then they slowly get people off the dance floor by counting up the number of years you've been married so that the last person standing is the person who's married the longest but they just kind of messed up the whole logistics on that <laughs> and had everyone stay on the dance floor basically the whole song and the bride was kind of mad about that at the end so it was just not great and <laughs> You should just have a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, even if you do have a DJ, there are some things to look out for. So one story I heard from a friend who went to a wedding about a DJ who was just too involved and did too many things that the bride didn't necessarily ask for. So her example was to release tables to dinner, the DJ did trivia which maybe sounds fun when you first hear that, but one, the bride didn't know about that or ask for that. And then too, she was telling me that the questions were actually really hard and the tables were having a hard time answering them or getting called on to answer and people were hungry. 
<laughs> and people were angry. People were hangry. And I don't know. It just didn't create a good vibe and it wasn't something she asked for. So keep that in mind. You don't want a DJ who takes too many liberties. Right. And then this example is actually from my wedding. I want to give a caveat that my DJ actually did a fantastic job, but this was just kind of a miscommunication thing. And again, important to communicate all the specifics with your DJ. But for my example, I did the money dance at my wedding. And if you're not familiar with that, that's when the bride and groom go up and people can bring up a dollar to get to dance with either the bride or the groom. And it's fun because everybody can come up to dance and people cut in and you get a chance to interact with all of your guests. And so my intention in doing the money dance was really just that, to be able to interact and dance with all my guests and have a lot of fun. But I didn't necessarily want to look like I was asking for money. That wasn't my intention. They already spent a lot of money to be there. But the way it kind of played out was I had requested one song for it and I wanted the DJ to make it clear that it wasn't about the money, but instead he ended up playing two songs. And by the second song that I hadn't asked for, it was awkward. Nobody wanted to dance anymore. I wanted to be done. I didn't want that song to begin with. And then afterwards he made an announcement that was, hey, the songs are over, but you can still come bring money to the bride and groom. And I was like, specifically, that's what I didn't want. I don't want to ask for money to begin with, really, and I don't want more money after the fact. That's just awkward. Yeah, that was weird. So our last examples are related to the first dance. And at one wedding, the DJ just played the wrong song to start with and then stopped it and then had to start over with the right song. Literally, so awkward. I would be so unhappy. <laughs> just not a great way to start off the reception. And then... At another wedding I went to recently, the DJ played the song, but it was a completely wrong version, so you didn't even really recognize the song. The bride didn't recognize the song <laughs> at all, and then was like, oh, I guess we're supposed to be dancing now. And so they kind of just messed up the whole first dance. And so again, goes back to the importance of if you have a obscure or specific version of a song you want, make sure you communicate that. So we hope that throughout this episode, we have convinced you that you need a DJ. So as you're thinking about hiring a DJ, you may be wondering how much they cost. So we did some research and the average is about $1,000 for a DJ. And most couples spend around $750 to $2,000. I know I was on the higher end of that range and that's because my package also included uplighting in it. So again, that range depends on what's included in your package and if you do any extras or lighting or anything like that. A lot of DJs, companies also can do like photo booths or lighting on mm, the ground. Like Brand had cool initials on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of other features like that that you can add on to your package. So on the note of the cost, I wouldn't say this is necessarily a splurge item like we said with the photographer, but it's a... You get what you pay for, find the right package sort of item. Pay for the things that you need. Find the right DJ with the right personality, who has the right setup for your venue, and has the things included that you want included. Yep. And on that note, I'm not sure we necessarily have a lot of money-saving tips for this episode, but again, it's more just kind of looking at what's in the package. I remember when I was looking at DJ's They would have different levels of packages, like the gold, the silver, and the platinum, and maybe one included all the uplights and all the things, and one had more hours, and et cetera. So it's just finding your package. And the one tip I have is 
<laughs> I got a discount for my DJ because he worked at my venue quite often and really liked it there. So if you find a DJ that is very familiar with your venue or one your venue recommends, then there's potential for a discount or you can ask about that. Which is great because that's something we highly recommended earlier exactly. in Exactly. It works out better anyways if you have one that's familiar with your venue. Totally. And that brings us to our three key ingredients for making your DJ experience a piece of cake. Number one, a friend with a playlist is not a DJ. Number two, reviews and references are really important when choosing your DJ. And number three, be specific on your key songs, but let the DJ handle the rest. If you enjoyed listening to us and feel like you actually got some good takeaways and tangible tips for your wedding planning, please, please, please go rate us, review us, share us with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at pieceofcake.planning. Or you can email us at pieceofcakepodcast at outlook.com. So keep listening and share it with your friends. Thanks, and we hope your wedding planning is a piece piece of of cake. cake.